Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Room Podcast, episode 143. 143, I love you. I'm your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host, to my left. He is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dickalish himself, Richard Garcia. How's it going, everyone? Uh, we're doing this episode. I'm having technical difficulties on my end, but that's not going to stop me from continuing. I love it. I love it. It's like you see something, you go right through it. A little, a little barrier, you go around it. You go over it. Oh, yeah. A uh, lot to get into this week. A lot, a lot going on. I mean, considering that AEW is going to be on a Friday night, and Double or Nothing is this weekend, so we're definitely going to go deep on that. Give our predictions for that. Uh, Dick, uh, did you have the the Dick side of the ring this week? It's going to be uploaded shortly. I haven't got a chance to watch the uh, the Ultimate Warrior episode. I'd watch the A and E version. So once I uh, once I finish watching the A uh, the Vice version, I'll try to get that up. Pending that I solve my computer issues, uh, hopefully I'll get it up tomorrow, which is Friday. But if not, definitely this weekend. I watched the biography of Ultimate Warrior. We could talk about that in a, in a little bit too. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job with it. They, considering you know, WWE probably didn't want all the all the bad stuff out there, but I felt like they covered a lot of it. Um, I think they talked more about Shawn Michaels' cocaine use than they did Ultimate Warrior, if he did cocaine. Uh, but he definitely did steroids, and they they didn't shy away from that. Uh, but a lot to get into this week, a lot going on. But first, you know, we got to give it up. What? Nope, not that one. That one. Ah, uh, you know, we got to give to our sponsors, our friends at Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Apparel on Instagram. Make sure you go to their Instagram, check out what they got. I guarantee you they have something you're going to like. I guarantee you, you go to their website and you're going to see one, two, three, maybe four different shirts and designs you like. Use your promo code PUTMEOVER for 15% off your entire order. And that way, that website will put you over, you know? Um, Also, you know, we have um, Put Me Over merch if you're into that kind of stuff. If you want a shirt with, like, my face on it or Dick's face on it or... Bobby, remember Bobby? He's still part of the show. Byron, too. They're still both part of the show. You can get a t-shirt with our, with our faces on it. Uh, you can also get some stickers. We got some hats. We got cell phone cases. You name it, we got it. So make sure you go to the Put Me Over, PutMeOverPodcast.com. Use the promo code Kofi Forever for 20% off your entire order there. We're just giving stuff away, guys. Uh, but yeah, a lot, lot to get into. There's been a lot of shakeups in WWE lately, mostly behind the scenes stuff. A couple on air talents, um, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to bury the lead. So let's just go right into the news. Let's go into some dicks, dirty news. Take it away, Dick. Well, we just talked. Well, you just mentioned it right now a few minutes ago, talking about uh, some shakeups going on with WWE, especially with Raw. So, uh, the big news really coming out of uh, WWE is that Adnan Vark, the guy who he recently Burke. hired, Adnan Vark, yes, uh, last April, is no longer with WWE. Oh, not shocker! Months in, not even two months in. Uh, just it was just not meant to be. It was not meant to work out. Uh, and on Vark, you know, he did work on MLB uh, TV. I believe he was also the uh, play-by-play guy for the Toronto Blue Jays, if I'm not mistaken. But definitely was with MLB TV. You could tell he had more of a background with uh, with baseball instead. 
he was more comfortable doing that. I mean, from the beginning, like the welcome to Monday Night Raw sounded like I was watching golf. It like was couldn't it couldn't have made it seem more boring uh, right off the top of the show um, every single week. I hated it. I hated his. I, I'm sure he's a nice man, but his commentary right. skills for wrestling just were not good. Um, I'm surprised he got fired this fast. Mike Adamley, I feel like had a longer run than this guy. Um, and you know, on to bigger and better things, something that's a better fit for you because, um, from what I'm reading, he had little to no experience in wrestling, wasn't a fan. And they kind of just brought him in because he was one of Nick Khan's boys. And you know, that's what happens when you, when you, he didn't even lie on the, on the, on, he didn't even lie on his resume. He told them and they were still like, you got the job. Um, so Adnan Burke, we hardly knew ye. Two months in, and that's not even the beginning of it. Uh, this was on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, they announced that uh, Jimmy Smith, who happens to be a former um, commentator for Bellator, he's actually there for seven years, has signed to become the new uh, play-by-play guy for Raw. Interesting. So they went ahead and fired one commentator who really had no experience with professional wrestling and hire another one who has even less experience. Although his background isn't MMA, the idea being that MMA, you can transition over to professional wrestling maybe a little bit easier than you would as with other sports. But uh, again, not the same thing. Uh, Jimmy Smith, it's funny enough that um, he was the best candidate hired by the company. Um, What's funny about it is that Michael Cole recommended both guys. So Michael Cole's like his 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 recommendations are kind of just hit, hit or miss, really. And right. Right now they're two misses. Right now, as far as I'm concerned. So what do you do? You think Jimmy Smith is going to have? Um, I mean, I know obviously he has like combat sports commentary, but this is an instance where you're going to have someone shouting what to say in your ear. Um, what is that going to be like for him? You think if it's anything like how it was with Adnan? It's probably not going to last, and they're going to have this recurring problem. This is a recurring issue that they've had. This is the third lead lead color lead play by play guy that uh, WWE has had since Michael Cole went over to SmackDown. And that's another thing; they had a perfectly good guy in Tom Phillips that could come back, and they just fired him today. They just fired him as of today, and it's I, I, it just boggles my mind. I don't I don't understand why they did that. Uh, they figured Tom Phillips wasn't doing the job. I mean, looking back at it now, you know, you had Tom Phillips and Samoa Joe who did a fine job. They were, they were perfectly fine. They were they were fine. Um, were they great? Mm, I mean, you have to grade them on a curve now. Um, but they were they were they were fine. I didn't have, really have that big of an issue with them. Um, but. Again, this just goes on to show you that this is one man, the man who's in charge. He's going to want to do things to, I guess, alienate, for lack of a better term, alienate the wrestling fans, the wrestling community. Uh, He wants to do it. He wants to try to make it more accessible, but it's just not working. Yeah, I don't know. He's. I think he's. He's definitely more concerned with like mainstream crossover than he is like just keeping what he has good. And, you know, it, it doesn't even matter at the end of the day because Raw and SmackDown is still doing good numbers rating-wise. So 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as the networks are happy and they're willing to pay them uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for the product, it it, it doesn't matter. They can do whatever they want, and it's not going to matter. You can have whoever you want as champion. You can have you want to book. It's not going to matter because now they're in the business of creating content and selling their content to other networks. That's really where they're getting all of their revenue from. So crazy. So crazy. Um, what else? What else you got, Dick? Well, since we're on the topic of uh, WWE, uh, we got to talk about John Cena because uh, his name popped up not only in the wrestling news, but also in uh, world world news in general. Uh the other day, he was interviewed by a uh, by a Taiwanese, uh, basically by a, a Taiwanese network, uh, promoting the Fast and the Furious Nine F Nine, and his comments struck a lot of controversy with everyone. Uh, so he was very proud. Uh, his, his quote was given to um, the interviewer: "I'm very proud to have Fast uh, have Taiwan be the first country to uh, show Fast and Furious Nine. And immediately he got backlash from uh, from the uh, from the Chinese government, from the PRC rather. Uh, they were not very happy, and he had to issue an apology. And in the apology, he was very vague as far as what he was apologizing for. And uh, the, the quote, and this is uh, taken from the interview, is "I'm sorry for my mistake. I must say now it's very, 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 very important. I love and respect even more." China and the Chinese people, which again drew a lot of backlash for um, for what he said. If, and, if uh, people that don't know, there's 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 a, a a movement to recognize Taiwan as its own country, and China doesn't like that. Um, same same thing with Hong Kong. Um, so for John Cena to come out and call them a country, China gets mad, and then he has to issue an apology. Where, what are you? What are you doing, John? Are you, this is when you turn heel. You go the whole. You go the whole. The whole time, and this is when you turn heel. When you're when you're on the cusp of being a big movie star. Yeah, this is. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's um, it's a very sensitive subject as far as the China Taiwan situation. Uh, the PRC considers Taiwan to be a a, uh, a province of of mainland China. However, uh, Taiwan itself considers all of china to be its own country basically uh they're still even though they fought years ago over who controls the mainland they're still at odds with each other uh, and yeah there have been talks about trying to recognize taiwan as an independent country however by doing that you're alienating china it's uh, you're alienating the prc who believe there should only be one china so uh it's 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 such a it's it's such a really like you got to really be careful with what you're with what you're doing, especially trying to cater to the Chinese market. You got to play by the rules of of um, of the PRC. Well, and it's a PR nightmare, is what it is. It is absolutely a PR nightmare for uh, not only for him but also for um, really for Hollywood in general because uh, they have to be very careful and. Now, when you do stuff like this, you have backlash from people who are saying, well, wait a minute, you know, how is Hollywood silent when it comes to uh, the affairs that are going on in, in China? So, uh, Cena had to issue a, 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 
an apology. And it seemed like that he was definitely forced. If you take a look at it, he was definitely not <laughs> comfortable with it. Please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. It's yeah, like probably. off camera, there's a gun. Like, you better say what we told you, John. We know you speak Mandarin. Yeah, and, and, and this was all conducted in Mandarin, by the way. So um, just, a, just a little small facet. But, yeah, this is uh, – and, and here are my thoughts on it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say something. I, I think um, this is what he signed up for. Um, you know, he's a, he, 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 he has to kind of tread the water – as far as what, what, as far as what he can do, um, he doesn't want to piss off that fan base. It's, it's, I get it. You there's know, a lot of money that's, there. That's a, there's a lot of money there. That's, that's an untapped market, but it's, it comes at a price and your the price is you have to play by the rules by the, uh, by the PRC. Exactly. So he, he, he said the wrong thing. I, I think he meant, by what he said as far as Taiwan being an independent country. But again, in the eyes of the PRC, you can't say that. And he had to backtrack and he's receiving, he's receiving a lot of heat Uh, from one side. Yeah. It's it's justified heat. Other one, you know, not, not so much depending on where you lie as far as your political ideology goes. But um, yeah, a lot of people were not happy with, uh, with, with what John Cena did. And, Depending on your perspective, it could either be it is either justified or it was just a, it was just an accident. But um, yeah, definitely not um, definitely not good for John Cena. Definitely not. Oh, John. Anyways, uh, what else we got, Dick? Oh man. So uh, what about WWE going on tour? Did we talk about that last week? I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. Um, let's trying to keep this show on the road. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, kind of the big news was the the announcer shakeups. Um, I, I I'll be honest, dude. I haven't really ca- been keeping up with wrestling in general, so a lot of this stuff is kind of news to me. Uh, one thing that I did watch was the Ultimate Warrior biography on A and E. Did you watch that, Dick? I did. What did you think about it? Uh it wasn't as much of a hit piece as I thought it was or as much of a fluff piece as I thought it was either. Uh, yeah, they kind of were down the middle. They were they were uh, I, yeah, more so. I'm 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 going to watch the vice doc, I'm going to watch the vice version immediately as once we're, once we're done. And then as I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get a review up for for really both documentaries, because I feel like we need to, I need to review both documents to kind of get an idea of what was said, what wasn't said, compared yeah. to contrast. Um, on this one, they 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 did talk about like his controversial um, comments he made like in two thousand five um, that were god awful and started almost started a riot at the college that he was at, um, and you know they 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 kind of make it seem like. Towards the end, towards the end there, like he became a better person once like he, he became more of like a family man and like they moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And like he started being surrounded by people of different um, ethnicities and different um, um, identify identifiers. And, you know, um, he, I guess one of his best friends was like an art collector and he was gay and they try to make it seem like he, you know was backing off his previous stance and they said that he was watching a lot of rush limbaugh at the time that was getting him riled up 
Um, that was his biggest influence when it came to stepping into politics was listening to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably not someone you want to you want to be influenced by for sure. Yeah, um, but they they played up the the Vince McMahon father figure, which when they asked him in the interview, like if he saw him as a as a son, Vince was like, "Oh, no, I only have one son." Like we were we were cool. Uh, which was weird for me to, I, you would think that he'd be like, oh yeah, definitely. I, I think of all my guys as sons or, you know, but he was very like adamant, like, no, I didn't think of him as a son. He was, he was important, but he was not a son of mine. And you wonder if a lot of the guys have that same mentality when it comes to Vince. I know Brett That's what they had say. that mentality. Yeah. I know Brett had that mentality before he left, uh, to, well, I don't want to say before he left. Before he got before the Montreal screw job. Let's just let's put it like that. Yeah, he considered Vince to be a father figure. Uh, I know Steve Austin more or less thought the same way. Um, but yeah, but like but Vince is right though. He really only has one son, and that's Shane. And maybe him and Shane really aren't on the best of terms. And maybe he's had better relationships with those outside of his family as opposed to him and Shane. But again, I'm only speculating. I don't know. Um, I'm really intrigued with like just a minor, just to kind of go off off topic. I'm a little intrigued to find out how the relationship is between Shane and um, Vince and Hunter, especially how that dynamics working, because you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's animosity. Yeah. I mean, Shane was the, the heir apparent and uh, he's kind of not that anymore. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if he even cares that much. I mean, obviously he probably cares a little bit, but, I don't know. I'd be surprised if this if, if WWE stays with the McMahon family for much longer, especially after you know if Vince Vince passes away ever, which probably will be in like a hundred years. Um, As eternal, <laughs> he really is. Um, if the company even stays with the McMahons, I could see them definitely just getting out of the business and selling it to the highest bidder. Yeah, I mean, uh, at, at this point. I could see it going to, to, to NBC Universal because they uh, Peacock already owns the rights to the WWE library in the United States, and they're paying basically a billion dollars for it. Yeah, why not pay a couple extra more and get the entire company? Yeah, exactly. So I could absolutely see that happening within the next, you know, maybe the next five to ten years. Uh, let's see. But yeah, overall, the Ultimate Warrior uh, documentary. I, I would go out of my way to see that. That one, the Shawn Michaels one, was pretty good. Uh, the only one I kind of had a problem with was the Macho Man one, and that's just because I, I felt like they kind of went overboard with some of the stuff that they were saying about him. Um, and it was shot differently. Like I feel like the Macho Man one had a different tone than all the other ones. I still need to watch the Booker T one, um, and I I still need to see the the Battle of North Korea, or what what was it called? Collision in Korea. Collision in Korea. I still got to watch that Dark Side of the Ring, but I'm loving having like all this extra content that isn't mostly like ring based, but like mm-hmm. is like actual real life stuff. Because um, you know people forget that these guys are people, so it's nice hearing about like you know some of the shit they were going through behind the scenes. You know, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Um, I, I really don't care about raw. I'm, I'm looking at like what happened and I, I, it's like the same matches, dude. 
Mm-hmm. Let me guess. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre did something, right? Uh, I'm sure they did. I, I believe they announced the Hell in a Cell match, one of the Hell in a Cell matches, and it's going to be Oscar. I mean, I'm sorry, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, which you would think if they did this correctly would warrant a Hell in a Cell match. But given how they've built up this this storyline and how poor they've really built Rhea Ripley since, I mean, really since let's, let's be honest, since WrestleMania last year, it's just a throwaway. It's it's like here we go. Like it, it, I, they could have done so much with it. This could have been really the story of Rhea redeeming herself. Yeah, if they had done good, the storyline correctly, there's a story built into it already. They don't have to do all this extra stuff. But uh, they felt the need to do that. Um, now, granted, I will say a lot of it was because of, well, no, I, I take that back. A lot of it was because of the circumstances under their control. Uh, they didn't need to suspend Charlotte or put her on medical leave for whatever reason. Yeah. And and that's really what, what, what killed the, the momentum right there. Because I'm sure Charlotte was going to be part of that WrestleMania match with her and, um, and Oscar. But again... They, for whatever reason, they went in and did what they had to do, and that just kind of and that basically ruined the storyline for for me. Ruined it for a lot of people, dude. Um, Absolutely. Let's get into AEW because I mean, what? Oh, how did you see Balor versus Cross? I did. It was actually a pretty good match. Um, okay. Uh, Cross won. Uh, he made a and Balor just again couldn't. He just could not. Keep up with um, with carrying cross. Uh, now, what do you do with Finn Balor? I mean, he, he's zero for two against uh, against carrying. I I don't know, dude. I feel like in in NXT, he's just like he came in like as the prince, and like he was like on a different level. It felt like than all the other NXT people, and now I feel like he's just another person. Like he's gonna be going for the North American title pretty soon. I bet. Which, I mean, if that's what he wanted to do, that's that's fine. Um, although I think what they're doing with the North American title, it seems like it's going to be um, it's going to be Bronson Reed versus uh, um, man, I can't think of his name right now. Legado um, de Fantasma. Yes, um, Carlos es- no Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. Yes, I was thinking which I think the other. which I think is the right program to go. Yeah. Um, Especially now that know. he's out of the cruiserweight division, right? He should be. He should not be in the cruiser. He should not be pigeonholed in that division. I mean, yeah. he's way better than than being just a cruiserweight. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's let's talk about AEW then. Um, Double or nothing happening this Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty crazy. It, it is uh, a couple right before we do. Um, I do want to mention something real quick. Uh, Cody Rhodes did have a, a, a media call um, today promoting the, the pay-per-view and he did go on to address the rumor about uh, infighting between uh, the EVPs. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So he, he says he denies any of the rumors between uh, himself, the Bucks and Omega. Uh, he says he communicates him on a daily basis and uh Basically, he's just saying that, that whatever you hear is incorrect. Um, we don't know if that's the case. Um, maybe there is smoke to the fire. Maybe there isn't. Uh, 
but he just wanted to pretty much reassure everyone that whatever you're hearing is in, is incorrect. So the we'll leader fine. That's the case. Yeah, basically <laughs> it's the leader fine. Bullet Club is fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I don't believe it, but I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's get into this double or nothing. It's going to be the first wrestling show in which you know is eating Vince McMahon alive. Uh, first wrestling show at full capacity happening at Daly's Place. Uh, so it's not like a, a big stadium show, which WWE can still be like, oh, well, we're the first stadium show. By the way, they've announced SummerSlam is going to be in Vegas uh, at the Allianz Field, which is fucking crazy to think about. I kind of want to go. You know, I, I, I heard it was between them and New York, so they made it official that's in Vegas. Yes, well, that's where the Raiders play. It's a new stadium. It's like state-of-the-art, you know, multi-billion dollar stadium. It's going to look it's gonna look di- it's gonna look dope. Um, I wish I could go. Um, I think I'm gonna have a baby to take care of. I think around that time. So, okay. Uh, well, I mean, maybe she could take care of herself. She'll be like a couple weeks old at that point. Sure. I guess we'll see what happens because right now, um, well, first of all, it, it looks like it's between MetLife and uh, Alliance as far as where SummerSlam is going to be. But they're definitely going to go ahead and, and try to do it in a stadium. Do it in the desert. It's SummerSlam. Nothing says summer like the hot, like <laughs> the, the sun in the desert and poolside and parties. Like that's SummerSlam, not New York. What the? What is New York? Summer in New York? No, summer on bro, the on the West Coast, bro. Vegas in August is like one hundred and eleven degrees. Yes. Well, luckily they'll be it inside of a to- nice air conditioned stadium. I hope that AC works if that's the case. Imagine they did it outside. Uh, WrestleMania nine. Yeah, I, see, that's, I don't think I don't think that's going to be the case. I hope I hope not. And <laughs> I, honestly, I think they're more. I think they're probably going to try to do New York. If, if I had to pick between the two, I think New York is a, that's their home market, and they haven't had a show in New York in well over a year. <sighs> Yeah, well, I mean, maybe they'll have a different pay-per-view with... I mean, you would think they'd at least have pay-per-views with fans in them. They don't all have to be in the Thunderdome, right? Right. I mean... Uh, at least the pay-per-views. I'm, they're they're going to start touring pretty soon, so um, the Thunderdome days are over for now. Well, they're still going, but they're they're on their final days. They're on their final days. So Hopefully. We'll, we'll, see how, we'll see what happens. Do you like the Thunderdome? You know, it, it was a lot better than having no fans there. And the thing with professional wrestling is you need to have some sort of fan interaction. WWE, um, I feel like they, they, they took them a while to get to that point because they started doing just empty arenas. Mm-hmm. And then they had um, NXT people. And then they had, um, what did they have after that? Oh, and then the Thunderdome. And basically went to the Thunderdome era. I mean, it was an innovative idea, I will say. Uh, they had to do something innovative to 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 combat um, the, the well, basically to combat the ratings and to kind of to, to make it a presentable audience. I will give them credit on the creativity. It it's just not meant to be permanent, though. It's and, um, for me. It's a, it's a canned uh, audience reactions. That's yes. the worst part about it. I I I hate it. I hate it so much. I'd rather just have the fans and not 
maybe pipe in a little bit of like just ambient ambient noise but mm-hmm. the 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 you suck chance and the you deserve it chance get the fuck out of here those are like supposed to be organic like the, what fans really think not not what wwe recorded at a at a nxt show and then just piped it in here like that that that's so egregious dude i i hate it so much I, I I agree, and here's another thing: is you're relying really on one or two people to kind of tell you who should be who should be cheered, who should be booed, who should be going over, and that you're 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 putting your hands basically on one or two people, and it's not and it's not going to be an organic feeling. You're not going to have the fans dictate who's going to be uh, the baby face, who's going to be heel, and um, yeah, I, that could cause a lot of problems. I mean, luckily that wasn't the case when WrestleMania happen with fans but the next time you have a show and you're trying to like let's like i'll give you an example like let's use drew mcintyre as an example because i feel like they've got to be very careful now with him they're they're, they're losing him they're losing him and he, you're you're treading that line where the fans are going to get bored of him and then they're going to turn on him and then you're going to shove him down people's throat you yeah be very careful with that I think people were just happy to be in the stadium at WrestleMania that they weren't trying to like hijack it at all. But I right. guarantee you once once starts stuff starts opening up and they go back to touring to like different cities, the it's only going to last so long where they're where, when the fans remember like, "Oh yeah, we we can have a voice. We don't have to follow what they've been telling us." You know what I mean? Like Right. We don't have to uh we don't have to cheer the way that they want us to. We can do whatever we want. Um so I feel like the honeymoon phase won't last long once fans are back. Uh we're gonna go back to what chance, which that is one thing that that can stay dead. I'm glad that, that the guy in the that's pressing the button in the back to boo Roman Reigns isn't pressing the what chant button. Oh, uh, I'm glad. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think that um I think that it's not going to last long. What whatever WWE has been building this whole time, I feel like it's going to be out of the window and within a couple of months. Uh, once once we have crowds back, then we're really going to know who's who they like and who they don't like. Obviously, Roman Reigns is going to be fine. Roman Reigns is going to be perfectly fine. If anything, they're going to start cheering him more than anything. I don't know. Um, I you know unless they can come up with a baby face that can be somewhat equal to Roman, then yeah, I could see that happening, but and here's a problem and that man. We, we've talked this before ad nauseum. How do you build a baby face? How do you build a baby face in that company? Because it seems like whatever baby face they try to build over really, I mean, we can go back over the past 20 years, it, their baby face, whoever they try to uh, promote, has been rejected by the fans. I mean, you can start off with John Cena. I mean, John Cena was the first one. They tried doing it yep. with Cena. And on top of that, like, the fans are the ones that kind of let them know who their baby face is. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We're, we're going to find out. That's pretty crazy. Let's get into Double or Nothing now because, um, I don't know. I have, I have, I love AW. I have a lot of love for AW, but I feel like, They've kind of just been losing my attention lately, and I don't know what it is, uh, but they don't feel as hot as they did 
um, even at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, but I, I just don't know. I feel like there's just a lot going on in AEW, and it's hard to keep track. There absolutely is a lot. I think they uh, they they could they could benefit from scaling back a little. Uh, well, they're going to ramp up now with um, AW Rampage. Yes, adding that third. I think adding the extra show could help. Maybe not have so much on one show and offset it by having um, that show, that the Friday night show going on for an hour. Uh, that's going to be real interesting to see how that's going to turn out um, starting August, I believe, because uh, that's when. That's when the uh, Friday show is going to premiere. I feel like they're 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 missing an opportunity by going after SmackDown instead of in front of SmackDown. I feel like it should go in front of SmackDown. We'll see. Uh, you, you you can make that argument, but because um, by the time SmackDown's over, people are if if they're even watching SmackDown, they're probably going to be burned out and ready to like do whatever else for the rest of their night, not put on another wrestling show. We'll see. Um, you know, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, you don't, do you agree or disagree? You know, I am not a fan of putting shows on Friday. I think Friday is the worst week you can put on a wrestling show. First, worst day, especially, yeah. Especially with uh, with with the crowd that's like that's a younger crowd. Uh, you can get away with it with SmackDown. Um, I'm MLW. I think is, is doing Thursday, but now they might be doing Friday. So Friday might be the new night. But um, I don't know. I just don't like that. I mean, I, I can understand the logic behind it because Thursdays is usually basketball night, and uh, on on the Turner networks, you know, especially with TNT, they're going to be showing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the NBA games going forward. Yeah, uh, and then you also have to take into consideration hockey as well because they might have Thursday games as well on uh on tnt so maybe by default friday would probably would have been the better night and plus they're maybe trying to get some of that audience from smackdown i mean the, the average around two million two million viewers a week on um on fridays maybe you can get some of that those two million over and that kind of helps out a little bit um so let's see friday's episode will begin at 10 p.m eastern so yeah, it looks like it's going to be going before, actually. Let's see. Friday. Oh, this is actually for this Friday. I'm, I'm sorry. This is for this Friday's Dynamite. But, um, yeah, for the Friday show, I mean, if it's if it's going to be on after, that's going to be tough. But if it's on before or during, maybe. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could put it on, like, in the first hour of SmackDown. Because it's only an hour-long show. You right. put in in the first hour of SmackDown with like nothing happening. Um, you, I feel like you might gain some viewers, and then once AEW's over, they can switch to SmackDown and realize, like, oh shit, we were watching the better show. But maybe that's just me. Um, okay, okay, here we go. So it's going to be 10 p.m. Eastern. So it is going to be before. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. 10 p.m. Eastern is after. So it's going to be after SmackDown. Yes. Okay, Ugh, that's going to be tough. I think so. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're wrong. I think it's going to be tough, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Double or nothing. Let's go. Sold out at the uh, – or Daly's Place. Yeah. Home base for AEW. Um, this one, I mean, what do you think about the buildup? I feel like the buildup – I feel like it's just here. It's just double or nothing's here. To me, what didn't help 
was the fact that they went ahead and 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 and, and I'm talking about um, the, um, the the stadium stampede. They went ahead and did blood and guts first, and then went ahead and did stadium stampede. And I, I think to me, to me, I lost a little bit of you know that that luster as far as okay, I'm I'm really looking forward to double or nothing. I'm still going to watch it. I'm going to find some way to watch it uh, on Sunday. But yeah, it definitely lost its steam as far as you know wanting to watch it because they could have they could have easily built blood and guts up to this moment. But you can have blood and guts on double or nothing. That's exactly yeah. I don't know. Um, looking back at it now, that was that was not a smart move on AEW's part, and uh, they have every right to criticize. You have every right to be criticized because I didn't I didn't like that. All right, so we're just gonna go. I don't know what order. Uh, do you want to take notes on this? Yeah, um, we'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and, and start off. So um, as of today, they've officially listed nine matches. However, uh, it was leaked that there is going to be a pre-show match, and it was leaked by its uh, Italian announcer. Um, wasn't meant to be leaked, however, but now it's Ooh. officially ten matches. So this is going to be a pretty big card. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have Serena Deeb's defending her NWA World Heavy World Women's Championship against Riho. Uh haven't seen Riho and I can't can't tell you how long I've it's been, but I haven't right. seen Riho in a, quite a while. Um I I'm, you got to go with Serena Deeb on this one. Yes, and this is actually this was actually the match that was leaked. Oh, okay, there it is. They they were going to announce that match uh tomorrow on Dynamite, but we found out a couple days before um, the last match they had was pretty good, actually. You know, Serena D. Yeah, it was really, really good. Has really been uh, really an important asset for uh, not only for the NWA as well, but also for AEW. Uh, so she's had a, a nice career renaissance. And uh, Riho has been great. Uh, I, Riho won the last match. Um, I don't see Riho winning the title at all, nor should she. I mean, uh, Riho going to NWA would be wild. <laughs> it would be wild. I mean, so you're you, on you power. can always do that. You can always do that because they're doing the talent exchange. So that's, 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 um, actually, I don't think any AEW talent has been on NWA power. No, they've just been taken. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, they've just been taking all the talent from NWA. I mean, can't really blame them. I mean, if you think about it, the women's division's gotten a lot better because of that. So it's absolutely been beneficial for both companies. Uh, for AEW, you know, they're getting a much stronger women's division, and for the NWA, their their talents being used being used as means to promote their other to promote uh, NWA power. Exactly. Um, up next, we have the Casino Battle Royale for our future AEW World Championship match. Here are the guys. There's there's a lot of them. Not all of them, but there's there's a few of them. Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta El Cero Miedo, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Cole Cabana, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, I don't know why, Nick Camaroto, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and TBA. I don't know how many people they're going to have in this match. That sounds like a lot already. It, if it's anything like the previous ones, I think it was twenty-one. That, I okay. Ha- I think that's how they have it. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, oh, they draw the cards, right? 
I that something believe, else? I believe so. Um, that one, might be something two, else. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, so it looks like it, it is 21. Okay. Uh, with the 21 first pick obviously being uh, TBA. So let's do this. Uh, who do you think is going to be the TBA and who do you think is going to win? Um, I mean, Dan O'Brien would be dope, right? That's not going to happen, but I TBA would be dope uh, to see Dan O'Brien. Honest, honestly, that would be kind of a waste for him to be to be in that battle royal. I'm no, I don't think it would be. I think I think you have him in just to introduce him to the crowd, get him get people talking. Like, oh man, I I should have watched that single battle royal because something big happened in there. Something big usually happens. There's usually big big names that pop up in this one. There have, I mean, the first the first casino battle royal um, did have Hangman. He wasn't announced uh, last year. I believe they had Max Seidel. Cage was a TBA. Uh, well, I'm sorry, dude. What was that? Uh, fucking Cage. Brian Cage was a TBA last year. Was he? Yeah, he's the one that won. Remember? I know. Um, it might have been. It might have been. I don't. I don't remember. It's. It's been. It's been about a year. Yeah. Man. Um. But, I mean, Andrade would be fucking dope too. Yeah. Um. It, it could be, yeah. Uh, I, I I would love to see Andrade, uh, even though him and Omega do have that match in in August at Triple Mania. Start building it here. They could do that. Uh, that that's one way to do it. I don't know, man. Like, hmm, who do who do I want? Who, I don't know, man. I don't know. Who, I'm sure they can get whoever they want. I I have a feeling it might be someone who is already on the roster or is. Not wrestling at the moment, but was a big name they signed. Who would be a big name? I mean, Nick Gage would be someone. They just had they just did the Vice thing on him. Like that'd be like a way to to help uh, bolster his name a little bit more. Put him on like a a a big stage, you know. I think that'd be pretty crazy. Have him bring some light tubes in. Hopefully, not stab anyone in the neck. Yeah, I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> um, who do you got to win? I I'm gonna I'll go Nick Gage on this one to be the surprise entrant, but I don't think he's gonna win it. I think it's gonna be it might be Christian Cage. I think Christian is the favorite to win this. I look at everybody, yeah. and Christian hasn't had really anything to do um, since he started, really. Um, and I think he could definitely benefit from having. A big win in a match that you know is is a battle royal that can put him into that you know championship level. And and here's another thing: you, you're you're gonna need people, you're gonna need opponents for Omega. Yeah, because you, you just need people. You need people to feed for um for the for, for the for the champion. Even though I kind of did give away who I think is going to win the main or win win the world title, but again, you need people. For, you need you need opponents. You need new opponents to to keep it going. So who better than Christian Cage? I can't think of anyone else. I mean, given off the list, I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs is not there yet. Um, Penta, but they've had that match Penta, a bunch of times. 
Yeah, let's put this really more of a tag team guy for AEW. Um, Jungle Boy, he maybe. Bit, but... He's not on here, but Jungle Boy, I would love, but maybe just not yet. Not yet. Just yeah. not yet. For sure. All not right. Not yet. Page versus Cage. Um, I don't really remember like the build up too much on this one. Do you remember what was going on here? A couple of weeks ago, uh, Brian Cage and Adam Page did have a match, and I believe uh, Cage did win via distraction from Taz. So, uh, having said that, I number one, this feud's not over. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna have one more match, which leads me to think that. Um, Hangman's gonna win. Uh, you, I mean, right now, Hangman's kind of just in in this. He's 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 in this kind of like rut where he's as far away removed from the world title. But at the same time, you don't want to you don't want to keep beating him. You need to keep him somewhat relevant and somewhat strong. Yeah, he's fallen off quite a bit since double nothing double nothing one, or is that all out or all in when he fought Jericho? That was, uh, I think that was all in. Yeah, he's fallen a lot since then. That was for the first ever AEW championship. Yes, I remember. I, I, I would say since since he lost the tag belt. I mean, uh, you we I think we all know where this is going to go eventually, but it's, it's not the time. And you're kind of the same time. It's like you don't want to have him beating people. I mean, you don't want to have him put to that position yet if it's not ready. But at the same time, you don't want to have him being defeated and kind of putting over other talent. It's kind of like, what do you do with him? You know? Yeah. And I think cage will be fine. Uh, Cause he's Brian cage. He's the machine. Uh, I think hangman needs this more. I'm going to go with you on this one. I think hangman's going to win this match. All right. Hangman. It is. All right. And then for the AEW TNT championship, we have Miro versus Lance Archer with Jake Roberts. Um, this one, uh, this one's going to be Godzilla versus King Kong. This one's going to be awesome. I can't wait for this match. Um, I don't think Miro's going to lose the title quite yet. He just won it. Lance Archer's the shit, but I think they have big plans for Miro. So I'm going to give it to Miro. I think this match is going to be low key sleeper match of the night. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I think it's going to be a fun match. However, um, AW kind of ruined really the booking for their for uh, their dynamite match that's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, last week they did advertise Miro versus uh, Dante Martin for the TNT Championship. Dante Martin's not going to win that match. No, he's not going to win that match, <laughs> nor should he. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's just a it's a setup setup match. It's a setup match, uh, yes, and uh, that's just, uh, yeah, I don't know about that right there. I mean, I. The same thing with WWE as well. They did this. WWE has done the same thing where they'll promote a pay per view match, and then the show before the pay per view, they'll have the champion defend his title against someone. Yeah, against, it, uh, someone else. It's like a waste of time. So it is, and uh, and I, I I didn't like it in WWE. I don't like it in AEW. Yeah. Um, all right. Up next, we got. The Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle in a stadium stampede match. Uh, if the Inner Circle lose, they must disband. This, yeah, I, I, I wish this was the Blood and Guts match and not the stadium stampede match. Yeah, they they did this ass backwards. Um, 
I don't know why That's they backwards. couldn't have done that. I don't know why they couldn't have done did this instead. I I, I really don't know. Uh, this this was Jericho's master plan. Uh, this was not a good way to do it. And like the stadium stampede match last time was pretty fun, like funny. Like I feel like these guys have like a like a blood feud going. Um, so I don't know how that's gonna work, you know. I think well because last year they had to improvise given that they really couldn't have anyone there. So I don't think they're going to have the same type of humor that was there uh, last year. So um, it has to be a different type of match. It, it can't be the same match that, yeah. that they had last year. So um, I'm in, I'm a little intrigued to see how they're going to do that. Uh, but yeah, I just wish it was, I wish it was the blood and guts match instead, but we'll see how they do it. I'm, I'm willing to give these guys a benefit of the doubt because um, they can, they can be, they can be creative when it comes to situations like this. Um, having said that, though, the outcome should still be the same as it was in Blood and Guts. Uh, on Dynamite, they're going to promote. Uh, they're kind of teasing already um, for tomorrow. They're teasing uh, pretty much the best of the Inner Circle, and that's going to be hosted by Eric Bischoff. So he's going to be on the show tomorrow, kind of doing like a hmm. like a tribute package to the inner to the Inner Circle. So that leads me to think that hey, this is it. This is it for them. I mean. I th- I think that these guys would maybe benefit from uh, going their separate ways, especially like Sammy Guevara. However, I also think that this this feud isn't just going to be two matches. I think they can get one more match out of this, um, and maybe that would be like no matter the team that the team that loses has to disband. Uh, so I'm gonna go inner circle. One to be a little contrarian, and two because I think that they the because Jericho said that this the blood and guts match was the beginning of the feud, not the end. So um, I feel like they're gonna do a little bit more on this. Okay, I I mean we'll see. Uh, I uh, I I think you have a point. But yeah, we'll that's see, why we'll we do predictions so we can we can battle and and. Claim yeah, supremacy. We'll, who who could we'll, guess better? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, I I just I, I just don't like I just don't like how this feud's turning out. To be honest with you, dude. Um, I'm having fun with I, it. Yeah, uh, they 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 could have they could have done a lot better. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how this turns out. All right, and then up next we have Hukaru Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for the AEW Women's World Championship. I mean, Cheetah's had the belt for how long? I feel like it's time. Britt Baker's, Britt Baker's on another level. She's there every week. Um, I Yeah, I, I got to give it to Britt Baker on this one. It, it's been exactly one year since Hikaru Shida won the belt from, um, from Nyla Rose. And Cheetah's up. She's amazing, but she's ran through everybody. They they need they need new blood for for the title. I feel like. And since we're on the topic of tributes, again this Friday, AEW is promoting a tribute for video package for Hikaru Shida one year uh, for her one year ring. Oh yeah, she's celebrate the one year ring, which again tells me that I, she's going to drop the belt. And not even just that; it's it's time. It, it's been one year. You have someone in Britt Baker who has just who has it's night and day. Um, I know they wanted to have her be the face of AEW in the women's division at least. Yeah, they tried her as a babyface, it just did not work, and just she found her niche. Um, 
pairing her up with Rebel and the way that they, they both banter off each other and Tony Schiavone, I think it's time. You 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 make the switch and you go with uh, Dr. Britt Baker. D-M-D. All right. So we got three matches left to talk about. Yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot that we were going to have band practice tonight, but it looks like uh, we're going to put that off. Okay. Because, yeah, so it, was, it was me at nine, and... It, I lost track of time, so I would have been super late for that. Um, so they so they canceled it, right? Hopefully, I was right, we'll, I missed we'll, a bunch of texts, but whatever. Well, we'll get moved on in a bit. All right. So after that, so we're we're both going uh, Britt Baker on that, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. After that, in the for the first time in seven years, maybe more, Sting is going to be in a live match with Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I'm excited to see this. I'm also very nervous for Sting. Likewise, uh, I think they'll be in good hands. Um, I, I don't see either Sky or Page take liberties against Sting. I mean, not, not that not that Seth Rollins took liberties against him uh, because part of it is also Sting's fault for agreeing to do the spots. I think Sting's definitely a lot smarter than he was back then and he realizes he's a lot older than he was so he can't be doing the same spots that he thinks he can do yeah go out there let 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 darby allen do all the crazy stuff you yes. just do the scorpion death lock and a scorpion death drop um and we'll be fine this one i'm actually not sure who's gonna win i, I you can make the argument that it could be 50 50 it could be either team um you can make the argument for scorpio and uh ethan because they really need a win yeah, and you want to establish them. Um, likewise, you know this is Sting's first match in over seven years, and you don't want him to lose. And that's like a pattern because he, when he came to WWE, the first match he had with Triple H, he lost. So you don't want that to happen either. Um, either way, Darby Allen is going to be mostly unscathed. Nothing's going to happen to him, so he'll be fine. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I. I Part of me, part of me, is thinking that you want the hills to win, even though you should not let Sting lose in his first match over. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page on this one. Okay, I mean, yeah, they definitely couldn't use the win, um, but I hate for Sting to lose another match. I know he just won that match, the the cinematic match, but. I can't have him losing uh, uh, his first live action match back um, since the 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 neck injury, so I'm gonna go Sting on this one just so just so he can have one win, and then he can put him over next match. Right, um, you know that's another thing as well because I think if you go that route, you can also do singles matches with them as well and have uh, have the heels go over. So that's a yeah, because that's true. I mean, if if Sting and Darby lose this match, right? Hypothetically, I think Sting mm-hmm. would have to be the one to get pinned. You don't want to pin Darby. I would go the opposite. I would have Darby be pinned because I think Darby's fine. I think he's fine where he's at. Um, Sting, you don't want to have Sting eat the pin, and he's just there to. I don't know. I, I'm a, I, either way. This is the one I think we're having. We're going to disagree the most. I think this this match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, 
there's it could go either way and there's a lot of variables uh most of it being sting is six years old and has a bad neck um i just hope he's careful in this match that's all i'm saying mm-hmm. all right we got two more matches um both involving the elite the young bucks actually we got three involving the elite three which one yes. did i miss Cody versus Anthony Agogo. Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that one. Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. America versus the United Kingdom. USA versus Canada 2.0, and as far as I am concerned, uh, except this is a little bit more manufactured, I feel like. I feel like back then you had Canada Canada and USA really hit each other in the 90s. A little. A for, little. For no reason other than Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. It was awesome. I hated Canada. They did nothing wrong, but I hated them. Oh, man. It that was a Shawn Michaels mark. It worked in 1997. It does not work in 2021. It it especially doesn't work given the fact that Cody's promo came off as just... It, it, it came off as really too much. He was trying to be his father. He was trying to channel the times into this promo and it just, it, it didn't come off. It didn't come off good. If anything, um, it, it, I, I, I could see this happening where the fans are eventually turning on Cody at this point. I could see that happening. If not now down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening too, but I think, yeah, Cody, Cody is kind of coming off. Like he's like a, not, I don't want to say like a John Cena, but it's just like another kind of like, uh, Cody wins everything kind of deal. Even though yeah. he's taking some losses, but far and away, he's he's pretty on top. He has his own custom entrance. He comes down the middle of the the. Everyone comes out through the tunnels. He comes out through the middle, uh, which I mean, kind of sets him apart from everybody else, right? It it, it does. Um, but love a song though. I don't, Great song, although not the Snoop Dogg remix version. Definitely not like that. No, one. no, not a fan of it either. Um, um. All right, I'll go first on this one. This match. I'm definitely not a fan of this of, of this feud either. So, no, dude, um, I don't give a shit about QT Marshall's faction. I really don't. He's a he's a he's a fine t- he's a fine in ring talent. He's a great instructor, but other than that, I don't really care. I, I just I just don't. QT Marshall for me is the 2021 version of Miguel Perez from Los Pariquas. All right, he looks like wow. just a dad can put on matches, and he's a great wrestler, but he's just a dad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it doesn't do he doesn't do anything for me. I, I yeah, uh, but yeah, I I I I can't, I can't remember the name of their faction. I know it's like the Nightmare Family versus the Something Factory. I don't know, but this is Anthony Gogo. This is actually a really good, the big spot for him. This is his first match. He's a boxer, right? He was a former Olympic boxer, former Olympic boxer for, for the UK. And, um, I mean, this one could be great too. I mean, if Cody can get Shaq to do a great match, I think that they've put this guy off of TV long enough. Um, he hasn't had any matches, right? This is his first match. Well, Um, he's, this is his first first big match. He's had a few matches, but they were mainly squash matches. They were basically trying to highlight him with the right hook to get that over. Speaking but, of uh, right hook, I just thought of someone else that could be TBA in the battle Royal, which I'm going to, I'm going to stamp right now. Paul white is going to be in this battle Royal. 
you know, I could see that happening as well. I, I give him, um, give him, a, give him a battle royal to play around with. He'll be fine. That's what I when I was when I was hitting, I kind of hinted at that earlier actually because when I said a big name, ah, you literal, did you didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. If you did, literal. you're a genius. Dude. L- literal, like <laughs> I could see that happening, and also, um, I, it appears something's going on between Q, uh, QT Marshall since we're speaking of him. And Paul Wright on uh, AEW Dark. Okay. So they're right. kind of teasing something on there. So like, I could see that happening. Yeah. Two dads. <laughs> Two dads yeah. wrestling. Um, who do you got in this one? That Cody promo, I mean, as much as I don't like it, he's channeling his dad. He, 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 he's channeling the American dream. You, you can't have him lose you can't have him lose. Uh, Athea Gogo can still win even from losing. Yes. After the match, let's say let's say he he beats he beats a Gogo. After the match, you lay him out with the right hook. You can protect. You can still protect the move, and just have it done after. He'll still he'll still be strong after the match. Especially if, and I think it's going to happen. Cody Rhodes gets booed. That's a possibility. There's a big possibility that Cody can come in as a heel, as the American sympathizer. <laughs> um, which I mean, it's so we we don't we don't have beef with them. <laughs> this anyway, is 1776. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with uh, Cody on this one as well. Wait, do I want to do that? No, I'm gonna go a go go on this one. Build them up. Let the boy I like watch. That. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Build the boy up. And, um, you know, Cody, losing to Cody is a great way to, you know, get the rocket strapped on your back, I feel like. Um, and then maybe Cody goes, maybe they do like a double switch in the middle of the match where Cody turns heel and uh, Anthony Gogo is now the the face. I don't know. We'll see. Well, it could it could be. Um. Up next, we have for the tag team championship of the world for AEW, the Young Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, I really like their buddy cop dynamic that John Moxley and Eddie Kingston have right now. They just I, seem like uh, yes. two buddies. Yes, and you know what? I out of all the matches I, I, I that are on here, this one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I think this one's going to be another another great another great Young Bucks match. Um, I want to talk about the Young Bucks real quick because uh, I know they're very polarizing. I know there's a lot of people who don't like the Young Bucks for whatever reason. Uh, they're not the same tag team as they were ten years ago. They're uh, much they're, they're they're much more refined as far as what they do in the ring and their psychology. They don't do spot 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 anymore. Um, they yes. still do, but it's not it's to a much lesser extent. Now it, there's a reason behind it. Yeah, there's psychology to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think this is the best version of the Young Bucks. I mean, as far as like in ring in ring talent goes, and just the um, just the uh, work. I mean, they're they're heels. They need to be heels. The whole babyface run did not work. Um, it was just, and it wasn't even much of a babyface run if you think about it. Like, what what the hell were they? Um, like I, I don't know. I guess there were pseudo like baby faces because like they were 
going out there and they just started this new company and it was for the fans. So I guess like by default, um, they were like saving wrestling in the fans' eyes, so they were the faces. Uh, yeah. but you know, I I I I dig this version of the Young Bucks way more. Absolutely. And to those that, that don't, that think they're overrated. I think they're just that they're just they're not paying attention to uh, to tag team wrestling. Um, having said that, you know they could afford to to drop the belts to Moxley and Kingston. I, I like this. I like the duel. Like their 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 instant chemistry. Um, Eddie Kingston, man, like I can hear that guy talk for hours, and he's such a tremendous promo. Moxley, yeah. You know, Moxley is experiencing a renaissance in AEW. Uh, I, he's found his niche. Uh, now, he, his wife is going to be due soon, so maybe that might play into into consideration. Maybe they're they're not going to win. But I don't know, man. I, I I I'd be okay with them dropping the belts to Moxley and Kingston. I, I'm okay with them having a run. Yeah, I I. Uh... I'd be okay with Moxie and Kingston because they're legit buddies. Like they've been buddies for years. Uh, But like you said, I was, this was going to be my rationale because it's kind of my rationale for the Cody Rhodes match too. Uh, Moxie's Renee's going to pop any, any, any week now. Um, So I don't, I don't think they can put the belts on them this night unless they want to make it a really short run, which AW is not really famous for. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to go the young bucks by cheating Don Callis is going to do something shady and um, they're going to retain the titles. That's what I got. Let me ask you this. Do you consider Moxley and Kingston a throwaway team? No. A throw together team, I should say. No, if they were a thrown together team, which I mean, they're two, they're two, two singles that are becoming a team. So if that's your standard, then yes. But I also think that they put a lot of time and, screen time uh for these for these two guys to build up how close they are to make them a legit team it's not like rk bro where you have like the or Shayna and naya or 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 what's the other team um riddle and uh pete dunn where they're just like hey let's be a tag team and then we're gonna win everything like they were like no we've been boys for a long time it's even better that we're friends now because now we can be a tag team like i feel like they if they were thrown together tag team, it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't feel the same way that I feel about them actually having a chance to win the titles. There was a storyline to it, and it all started from. Um, it it really all started from um, from back in November, from when they had the um, from, from the barbed wire match. Was it was it November or was no. it February? I think that was like February. Revolution was February. You're right. You're right. So it all started back in February, where Eddie Kingston comes out to make the save, even though. You could talk shit about the finish because that finish was was bad, but he did. He tried to save his friend, and that's where it really began the tag team. And it, it accumulates to them winning the championship. That's not a thrown together team. That's that's an actual storyline that's been building up for months. Yes, exactly. Um, I wouldn't mind them winning, but I don't think they're going to. We got one, two, three. We got three. Three matches that are uh, different opinions. I like that. It's great. It makes for great content. <laughs> yes. Um, and, all right. Uh, what, what did you say? And now we got one left. We got um, we got the AEW World Champion. But before we do get into that, 
is it is the is the world title match going to finish the show, or do you think they're going to go Stadium Stampede? Because I believe last year they went with Stadium Stampede. Oof, that's a good question, dude. Stadium Stampede, I feel like could really kill a crowd if if it's if it's a either if it's if it's like off the walls crazy that can bring them down because they're not going to have energy left, or if it sucks, they're going to kill the crowd because it sucked. Um. Maybe put it on last. I don't know. And I feel like this Kenny Omega match is going to be amazing. So I I really don't know. I feel like you got to put the world title in the main event. I I feel the same way too. Um, And you got you got you got Pack, and then you have Orange Cassidy in there. Uh, I think you go on. I you you go with the crowd. I mean, you you want to have the crowd alive and i think those all three of those guys would be able to do it you have you have the title go on last i think last year was different because you had the elite and the elite were bigger than 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 john moxley and well actually let me rephrase that the participants in the uh stadium stampede were bigger because you had omega you had bucks you had jericho they were bigger than moxley who was a champion at the time and Brody lee yeah, to me Sean, that was the bigger match you go with. Sean Spears should not headline over Kenny Omega. No, 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 and 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 no disrespect to Sean Spears. It's just no disrespect. You, yeah, M- MJF, you can make the argument, but not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Now it's not the now it's not the time. This match is going to be filled with the closest of close uh, two falls. Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot of broken up pins. I'm real excited for this match. Especially the way that Orange Cassidy sells, it's gonna look like he's gonna do such a great job in this match. Yes, and also another interesting fact is this is gonna be the first triple threat match for the AEW World Championship. Oh shit, I didn't know that. That's, that's good that's to know. Another thing that's good to know. So um, they haven't abused it. Um, I know it's still a relatively new company, but this is the first time that the world title was in a triple threat or in a triple threat match. Okay. Okay. This is going to be good. With that being said, Kenny Omega is retaining. <laughs> I think yes. uh, I, I, that's the only way they can go. Kenny Omega has to retain, uh, especially he's in the middle of this belt collector gimmick. I don't see him dropping a belt in the middle of it, uh, especially before the Andrade match, which I wish I didn't know all this other stuff was happening. I wish they didn't build up this belt collector thing uh, because I feel like that kind of ruins the the finish of this match. But, you know, it is what it is. Kenny Omega should not be losing the AEW World Title for a long time. No, just just like with Roman Reigns, he sh- just like Roman Reigns, you want to keep the Universal Title on him. The same thing with Kenny Omega, and and like you said, Drew, if you're trying to build up the belt collector gimmick, he he should not lose it to Pac or Orange Cassidy. No disrespect to those guys, but they're they should not they they should not lose. Um, it's just not the time, not yet. I think he could stand to lose the AAA title because they kind of are left with no champion right now. Right. Um, Dude, did you just hear that right now? What, was that a chair? No, that was like a huge-ass firework right now. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that just went off right now. Uh, this is uh, the price you get for a recording in the ghetto. You know, why not? It's 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 only <laughs> May. It's only May. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those are our predictions for this weekend's double or nothing pay-per-view uh you got anything else left dick 
Uh, just keep your eyes open for um, uh, on on the social media. Um, I'm gonna try to get uh, the Ultimate Warrior review up. Uh, I might try to do it tonight. If not tonight, definitely this weekend. Uh, just keep your eyes open. I might I might uh, do a little update. But um, and for those that've been watching, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and what better time than now? Um, so far, the uh, the Vice documentaries have been have been phenomenal. There has not been a bad one. And uh, let's just keep the train rolling. So, yeah, if you get a chance, check out the YouTube channel. Not just check out the, the, the review of the Dark Side of the series, but also all of our content as well. Hell yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your friends, neighbors. We'll be back next week with another new edition of the Pull Me Over podcast. We got a Hell in a Cell coming up. We're going to have to talk about that eventually. I, I'm I'm not looking forward to it, but it's a thing that's happening. Um, enjoy Double or Nothing this weekend, guys. And always remember, we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next time. Yeah. <laughs>